Welcome to the heartbeat. There's been lots of transitions going on uh, all over the world, and that seems to be a theme. And I keep saying it every week because it's true. I don't know if you guys saw my post that I made on the gram and on Facebook, actually, about the past 20 days for me has been absolutely insane. I don't want to get into it here, but I encourage you guys to go check it out because um, there's lots of shifts coming. Lots of transitions have been made being made. We actually go into it a little bit today in the episode. Um, I actually did a live stream with Gianna probably the end of 2019. Um, we've been connected on Instagram and Facebook ever since, and I love her content. And it just dawned on me that we haven't had her on the podcast. And I'm like, she's dope. We need her on the podcast. So I reached out to her and she was um, amazing enough to just say, yeah, like I'll do it this weekend. Let's, let's do it. So, um, this episode is amazing. We cover a lot of different topics, mainly infidelity, uh, cheating, what to do. And I also share my love life, um, like history, all of it. I've shared bits and pieces here and there, but I give you guys all the juicy details. So if you do want to listen to that, make sure you tune in to the end when I talk about it. Gianna is a relationship coach and a light worker that specializes in helping people heal codependency and self-love. So we do very similar things, I would just like to say, in a different language, with a different flavor. <laughs> and um, yeah, without going too much into it, this convo is awesome. I'm really excited for you guys to listen. Really quick before we do get started, in case you haven't joined the book club Make sure you do that. There's also a reference to the book club in this episode. It's free. Every single month we're reading a new book. And in July, we're reading The Language of Emotions by Carla McLaren. And it is incredible. It's changed my life already. It's phenomenal with emotional intelligence. So make sure you go do, do join the book club at heartguy.com and get your book so we can be reading it together. And... Yeah, I think that's about it. I hope you're doing well. Take a second to breathe, center yourself, no matter what you're doing. Slow down just a little bit, enough to tune in, and you're listening to The Heartbeat. So what is on your heart to talk about today? Oh, everybody <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> um, hmm, that's a good question. There's yeah, I've been thinking about a lot of things actually. Um relating to my like relating to the subject of relationships. Mm -hmm. Um I'm always kind of thinking about codependency, <laughs> codependency, self-love, boundaries, but also um you know, I've been thinking about the, the the maintenance work that goes into a long-term relationship. I've been thinking about the subject of cheating because I wrote like a pretty um, controversial post about that the other day. Um, well, that whole that whole topic is controversial. So let's dive in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I know that you, you're, you know, you help people with codependency and, and they do very similar things. So you've been posting a lot about self-love and, and kind of breaking those patterns, but I didn't know that about the cheating thing and then that you were kind of looking in terms of the long term like how to sustain a healthy relationship so that's what I'm interested in if you want to dive down that rabbit hole yeah you know like honestly uh, it's just it's a it's a it's a funny rabbit hole and I'm happy to go down it mm -hmm. um especially like um I'm referring to like the cheating one because it's such a triggering, polarizing topic to this day. And like, I was like, like recently I watched this like TED talk or listened to this TED talk on YouTube about um, cheating mm -hmm. and just like was looking it, at. The, was it Esther Perel's? Um, you know, honestly, I don't know. Okay, but it was. Yeah, she has some amazing work on the topic of infidelity. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I don't know, but just like going into like, I don't know. I'm a comment reader. Like I read comments. Of things. <laughs> yep. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of like interesting to see what other people, like how it's landing with people, I guess. And so mm -hmm. 
I was like reading the comments and a majority of the comments were just talking so much shit um, about like what she had to say and just like these just intense opinions, which I understand mm-hmm. around, um, yeah, like once someone cheats on you, like fuck them forever, like fuck off. <laughs> and if you well, don't have the... a that's the narrative that's been sold to us through right right like you hate you're supposed to hate your ex you never talk to him again and Mm -hmm. oh my god if anybody cheats on you like they're the devil Mm -hmm. yeah and um it was yeah it was like it was so interesting because um you know i used to feel that way too um in relationships and you know, people have this idea that if you stay with someone or like, cause that's what, that's what the, the Ted talk was about around, um, you know, do you stay or go after being cheated on? And, which I don't think there's like one universal answer. I think it's no, different. It's, it's not black and white like that. No. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, and people were saying that like, if you stay, like you have low self-worth and like, da 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 and all, projecting all these like narratives, um, like their, maybe their own experiences even, who knows, but yeah, and I was like, oh man. And so, like, so I have this post, you know, because I repurpose some content. And I have like two super polarizing ones around being. And every time I post it, I get a lot of love. And then I also get at least one person to my face. <laughs> oh, that's just like, yeah, just talks shit to me, well, basically. Well, let's yeah. talk about it. What does the post talk about? Um, so, okay, this is, like, vulnerable, like, right in the beginning, but whatever, we'll go for it. That's so, how we roll around here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, like, this is, like, this is something that I feel totally at peace with and totally good about, but, mm-hmm. you know, for a while, um, because I've been with my, um, boyfriend for about six years, it'll be that this month, um, mm-hmm. and, um, we like in the beginning of our relationship about a year or so in when we were like in a long distance relationship, he cheated on me. And for a while I like, and I, and I really worked through that with myself and like really, you know, and I'm happy to just fucking, I'm an open book, like whatever we can Mm -hmm. go all the way into it. But, um, you know, well, yeah. Like what uh, was that like? What 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 in that time? Like what was going through your head? Like what did what did it's you so do? It's so interesting. Like okay, so but yeah, any, but like kind of finish like the first point, and then I'll, and then I'll happily yeah. answer that. But like basically, <laughs> um, yeah, like I felt I worked through it, and I have you know I have I have a high standard. I I operate from integrity and truth and self worth, and you know, and I believe in forgiveness, and I don't think people are perfect, and I'm not perfect, and but. I definitely, yeah, like I worked through it with myself, but I had this fear for a little while that like other people would think less of me as a relationship coach um, if they like knew that about me. And then, you know, self-validation 101, I was like, eventually I was like, you know, like, I don't fucking care. Like, I'm just going to, this is my truth. Like, I feel like really clear in my truth. Um, And it's not in like, it's not a, it's not a wobbly truth. It's not a it's not a, it's, yeah, it's not a wobbly truth. It's not a fragile truth. Like it is just like the truth, right? Like, what is that rooming quote? It's like, there's nothing stronger, like the sun, the moon and the truth or something like, I don't know, something like that. And I don't think that was right, but you get the gist. <laughs> um, and that's how it feels. Like, I feel like the truth in your heart, like just nothing, nothing can fuck with it when it's like really true. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. And so like, I've just, I don't believe in shame. I think shame is, is the opposite of self-love and I'm an advocate of self-love. I practice self-love. And so I'm like, I don't have like shit to hide and this is real. And like, you know, I help people in their relationships and like, I'm not like part of having a relationship is going through things. And sometimes that can be really hard, scary things. And like, well, it makes you a better coach. Yeah. And, and this is the truth. And so, yeah. But I basically had this woman call my boyfriend a cowardly dick. And then she told me that I must have like low self-worth and all this stuff. And well, that's I was like, projection. Right, right, I mean, right. Because, no. I mean, obviously you're still with him. Like I have clients that have 
been cheated on, you know, married X number of years and with kids mm-hmm. and everything. And then um, we were able to, you know, work through it. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it is something that you can mend. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just reframing in, in a lot of Esther Perel's work. I'm surprised you haven't heard of her work because she's savage in, the, in this realm. <laughs> uh, like, seriously, like I love a, a lot of her work. And we were actually reading a book from her in the book club that I have mm-hmm. uh, last. I think it was last month, two months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she, the way she approaches it is, is kind of in reframing the, the third is what she calls it. Like the third individual. Cause if it's just two people and there's not even the threat of a third, then what's the relationship? Mm-hmm. It's almost the excitement of attention from others and out, from the outside. Um, and kind of how you handle it that you can either make it or break it in terms of the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting her take on that, but I'm I'm curious like when you were going through that yourself because I'm sure there's people listening that might be in a similar situation or or pretty removed from it but are still kind of dealing with some stuff like what was going on in your head? Mm-hmm. You know, what yeah. how did how did you work through it? Because you mentioned truth a lot, which you know your truth, but like <laughs> say it here like what what has what was the shift? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I feel that, like, I don't know, I, in the past, like years ago, I used to like really struggle with self-worth and like Mm -hmm. codependency. And part of that was I like really needed validation and like, I couldn't like the idea of like my partner, even like perceiving another person as attractive would like make me feel bad about myself. Um, because it's like, I like, and then that would trigger like my abandonment fears and like me not feeling like I'm enough and like feeling like somebody else is better than me. And, and I, and I don't have those things anymore. Um, and you know, I just like in my heart, like, I know that we are all worthy of love and like, we're not bad and we're not bad. Like we're worthy. And so there might be parts of us where we fuck up and we make mistakes. And that's like part of being a human. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be accountable um, and things like that. But that also doesn't mean that like we are bad, you know? And so I, I really like on some level really feel like we could live in a world where people were just completely naked with each other. And I think that that would be a beautiful fucking thing. But I don't think a lot of people can handle that or are ready for that because they are still rejecting themselves. And when we reject ourselves, we reject others. Um, and so when we haven't made peace, because like I've gone into parts of myself where like I remember the beginning of my relationship with Justin Chu, like it was like after a year or so of being together, we just had like a bunch of shit come up. Mm-hmm. And there was this guy I dated before Justin and I was like, so like in love with him, like thought I was going to be with him forever. And granted we were only together like a year or whatever, but like, Mm -hmm. um, that was like the first man that I really like let into my like being really deeply and like thought about really being with like forever. And, and I really felt that to like the depth of myself. And like, so when me and Justin, got more serious there was like this thought in the back of my mind that was like where I had to like completely confront and let go of that um and not realizing that I hadn't fully like let go of that Mm -hmm. and I just felt so much guilt I felt so much shame I'm like what's wrong with me I'm a terrible person I'm a terrible girlfriend like I can't even say this out loud like this is so not fucking integrity and like that really And I was like, I was almost like, I can't say this. Like, this isn't fair. This isn't right. Like, you know, I need to like break up with him and like (laughs) unpack this. Like, because I, like, I shouldn't be feeling this right now. And like, I just felt all this shame. And like, through that experience where I just eventually got to the point of just being completely like honest with Justin and like authentic, I realized that like, Diana, like, it's okay. Like, you're a human. And like, yeah, of course, like you want to be complete with a person before going into a relationship and you pretty much were, but there was just a layer there that you couldn't have seen coming until you got that deep with another person. Um, and like, that's okay. Like, 
you're allowed to be a human, like you're like this, it's not always this like perfect thing where it's like, Oh my God, I'm so complete with this. And I'm completely done. And I'm never going to have another thought about this. I'm never going to like think about this. Like, I just think that people that I guess maybe that could be the case for people, but also too, I think people don't leave room for their humanness. And so I feel like in going into that in myself, you know, I did operate it, operate in it from integrity, although I was kind of figuring out like, what is the integrity in this? Mm -hmm. Um, but it was just really loving myself through it. And then being like, all right, Justin, like, this is just where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. And like, I'm sorry. And and I can imagine this probably doesn't feel good to hear. And it probably sucked, but like, this is the truth. And so in that, like, I just, (laughs) and this is like a couple thoughts at once here, but like, also too, like, I just feel so, like, I just felt so open and so like self-validated that I was like, you know, I don't personally feel called to be like polyamorous, but I was like, I mean, like, I feel like I could handle that. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, I was really understanding that like, like the idea of my partner being with another person, like it didn't detract from my worth. It didn't detract from like, I like our connection or how special I am and how unique and worthy and lovable I am and, and all of that. Um, But at the same time, like personally, I felt like I feel called to just be with one person and just go really deep with them and just, yeah. But like, I don't think one person can give us everything. Like, I think we have, you know, we have parents and friends and whatever, but like, um, but like at the same time, I under, like, I just kind of felt like I was in this feeling of understanding of like what my partner like feels inside of himself or like, you know, his body is his body. Like I don't own him, but at the same time, there was like a, we had a commitment and, um, that we had made to each other. And so I was kind of having like different feelings. Whereas like, I remember at the beginning of our relationship, we were like, you know, that phase where you're just kind of talking and getting to know someone and their values. Right. And I remember vividly this conversation where he was like, you know, like we were talking about cheating for some reason. And he was like, I think like, if you like cheated on me and like had sex with someone else, that wouldn't really bother me. And like, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be ideal. Like I wouldn't choose it, but like what would hurt me worse would be like an emotional affair or whatever. And like, I was on the opposite end of that at the time because I had a lot of in like, I had some insecurities that I hadn't dealt with. Um, where I was not feeling like worthy sexually and like just not feeling confident in that area yet. And so like, I was like, you know, to me it'd be the opposite because if you could like do something like that, like that, if you could just do something meaningless like that, um, then that would show what our relationship like meant. And like, I would never fucking talk to you again. <laughs> like, like I said something like that. I would, be, I was like, I would probably like smack you in the face and never talk to you again. And you know, that's how a lot of people feel. And over time, like I just, as someone who just like looks at themselves, like I addressed that and I looked at that and I just didn't have that insecurity anymore. And so we had a lot of, um, we had some problems in our relationship around when we were long distance around like our sexual relationship. And I was feeling, um, you know, cause I used to have like a lot of body image issues and, um, I hadn't had like a sexual relationship since dealing with those things. Um, and I was really invested in Justin. And so like I had a part of me that felt like sexually closed off to him and was like self-conscious and whatever. And like, I was a bit avoidant. Um, I was a bit avoidant. And so that created this wall, right? Um, where I wasn't available and I, and to talk about things or to work things out in that area. And I, like, I remember when, what was that? I was just going to say, like, I want to point out that you've got incredible self-awareness. And that's, I think, how you were able to navigate a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Because you've mentioned a few times, like, oh, you know, I had this insecurity and I was, I was working through these things. Like, your sense of self-awareness is 
pretty high. And I think that a lot of times in a relationship, when when somebody gets cheated on or or whatever, um, we we put all the focus on the other person and how they're evil Mm -hmm. instead of turning it around on us, right? Like I know when my ex fiance left me because she cheated on me, I was I went introspective like hard, and Mm -hmm. that's how I was able to grow and mature a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, no, I appreciate pointing that. I'm picking up on it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna take some more like pause breaks for you. But this is just this just feels like a big story, I guess. I don't know, but hey, yeah. But it all feels relevant. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like I remember, um, when we were like long distance, I went to this party with my friend, and there was this guy that I was just like attracted to. And I just remember being like repressing it and just like, like I felt it just like, it was like, I just stuffed it down into like my (laughs) sacral chakra, if you will. Like, it's just like, I just felt that energy just be like, and it just felt, it did not feel healthy. Not saying that the solution was to like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I like, I wasn't like handling my sexual energy in a way that was like healthy and like liberated and like conscious and honoring and empowered. And um yeah, and so it was like I expected that of him and he didn't have the the wounds that I did and and so he was a lot more expressed and you know I don't know. So it was just basically when we were long distance he just had a somewhat of like a sexual encounter with a woman he previously had like a sexual relationship with and just kind of like fell into it or whatever and whatever. Um, and he didn't tell me about it for a while. Um, he didn't tell me about it until after we lived together, which, you know, honestly, like that sounds like shitty that he did that, but like, honestly, I'm kind of glad that he didn't because I feel like if he would have told me about it at the time, like my pride and my insecurity would have taken over and just made me shut down like a fucking turtle going inside of its shell that was just like mm. closing off, fuck you, like fuck off, goodbye forever. Um, and I know that that wouldn't have been for the right reasons or from the right place. And like, so by the time, like when he told me about it, like months later, maybe like a, a year or so later, I don't remember exactly when we were living together. And it was at this point where it's like our relationship was so good and we were so happy. And I guess he just had this like guilt and he was like, I just have to like tell you this and like lay it all out there. And, you know, like I just, yeah, like I just have to, like, I just want to tell you this. I have to tell you this. And so he did. And as weird sounds, like I feel like I had addressed those insecurities so much by that point in time. Um, that I didn't care. <laughs> like, like, at first. <laughs> well, I wanna, yeah, like, I want to point out something too of like the timing of when he said it. I actually had this conversation with a friend yesterday, mm-hmm. um, where he's, he was debating on telling his girlfriend something. And I was like, well, I just don't think it's the right time. And it's not being dishonest. It's just con- protecting the container you guys have. And I love that you brought that up around, you know, timing of when he told you. And I think too, uh, it's important to note for everybody tuning in that your boyfriend also had pure intentions um, and puts you first, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It wasn't like he was out there looking for somebody else. Like that's a big key on, I think, why this was able to to work in the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because he's still choosing you, even you know, <clears throat> that relationship or that, that container, whatever it was, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he was protecting you from not sharing it sure you both of y'all worked through stuff grew through things but then the the he felt safe enough to fully express it um and not lose you because that's what he Mm -hmm. what he wanted so i just want to point that out as well as kind of like a contributing factor if you will and yeah and you know like i don't know i i feel like i hear what you're saying about the timing of things and i think to an extent that's relevant and i also think to an extent it could be used as a cop-out because i also think that it's like yeah it's both and it's a very fine line 
Right, exactly. <laughs> like there's it's not a like a very fine. Level. Like we can't just say a blanket right. statement on this podcast right. to help somebody. Like it's a very right. very fine line, and you got to make sure that you know all the details. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like at the end of the day, like the part of me that doesn't like subscribe to shame is like that can love myself in all of my thoughts and feelings, even if someone else would judge them. Right. Like, and in really like traditional relationship structures, it's like, oh, if you think that person's hot <laughs> when you're in a relationship, or if you feel like an attraction, or like you have thoughts about or a thought about your ex come up for some reason, like that. A lot of people can't handle that shit because it's like they reject that in themselves, first of all, but also they're not willing to go there. Right. Like, Right. They can't, even, they're, yeah. they're giving their, yeah, like they're giving their power away to their partner. And they're like, I need you to live in accordance. You know, not, not saying that you don't deserve that, like, but like, I need you to live in accordance of this and feel this way and not feel this way about people and not think these kinds of thoughts, because it's going to make me feel not good enough, or it's going to make me feel unhappy, or it's going to make me feel um, unsafe. And it's like, when I think what we need to be doing is allowing other people's like allowing the truth to bring relationships together and allowing like <clears throat> other people to follow their truth mm-hmm. instead of feeling like they have to hide their truth from us in order to keep us in their life. And it's like, doesn't mean that you have to stay in somebody's life um, if your truth don't align. But like something that I talk to my clients about is like hold space for your partner's feelings. Um, be so available for the truth for their truth and no matter how it may make you feel because how it may make you feel is kind of like your shit that you have to deal with right. to a certain extent right where right. it's like, like a lot of relationships like people it's like, like you were saying do this don't do this so that i can feel safe and then again i'm, I'm talking about esther perel because she talks about this in her book mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. that you know setting all these rules and boundaries and, and stuff within the container of the relationship actually suffocates the eroticism and the passion and it, it kind of like killed the relationship um, mm-hmm. and having that, those containers, like you said, to just be open and vulnerable, um, keep that alive because desire requires space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no, that, I, you know, agree. yeah, I'll definitely have to check her out because she sounds awesome. I've heard <laughs> of her, but legit. yeah, yeah, yeah. I studied a yeah. lot of her work. It's, it, it's amazing. Definitely mm-hmm. rooted in truth. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's like, to me, I think that things have a divine way of working out where like, if my partner is like, man, I'm feeling feelings for another woman, or I'm feeling really attracted to another woman or really turned on by another woman or whatever. There's a reason for that. Right. And I don't want him to repress that just to make me feel better about myself, I want it to, I want the truth to make everything come together as it should. And it's like, what is the, why is that coming up? Is there certain things in our relationship that we're not dealing with that we need to deal with? Huge. Mm-hmm. Right. Or is it, do you not want this? Do you not want this relationship container? Do you, desire a more open relationship dynamic that therefore I would not be aligned with because that wouldn't necessarily be what I would want do like whatever it is. Like we need to not be afraid of the truth. You know what I mean? And not make somebody else's truth, make it mean anything about us, right. And our worth or our, or our value. And so I didn't, I didn't do a great job of that around the cheating um, in the beginning of my relationship with I didn't hold space for his truth. I wasn't willing to go there with him because of how it made me feel about myself. And then when I could, and he told me, and I think, you know, I just felt like, hmm, I kind of like need nothing to be on some level at this point because I'm not that person anymore. And I know you aren't either. And like, but, but at the same time, like, I get it. Like, I understand how we both contributed to that outcome. But at the same time, like, you still didn't have to make that choice. I'm not saying that that was fair. Like, he could have, you know, like, Just an on level. Perspective. Right, right. Yeah. But at the same 
But at the same time, it, it wasn't integrity or it was not integrity. And he was like, <laughs> I talked about this, the comment that that woman left on my post about it the other day where she called Justin a cowardly dick. And I was like, yeah, no, he totally fucking was a cowardly dick. You know what I mean? But I was like, but welcome to being a human. You know, we've all got an inner coward. You know what I mean? And like, we do our best to navigate that and like, and love our inner coward and like do our best to hold, like understand that someone was getting practiced in their truth. Right. And someone was also their partner was not holding space for their truth too. And both of those things are relevant. Mm -hmm. And, and then, yeah. And it's just from this point forward, what are, are you going to be in your truth? Are you going to not be a child? Are we going to be really thing? I mean, the biggest slap in the face to reality that I ever had was every time a relationship ended. I mean, I think that's just true for Mm -hmm. a lot of people, (laughs) but for Mm me, um, specifically the ones where I got cheated on. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I did because, you know, they, they cheated and then they ended it. So it wasn't like a, Oh, let's still work. Let's try to work things out. It was like, no, this is, this is over. Um, and I remember in one instance too, it was like, kind of like, let's work through this. But then in the time that she had cheated and I, she was working through things, I cheated, but then there wasn't even a container. It was a very interesting situation, but all Mm -hmm. of those wake up calls, if you will, I looked at myself and realized how I wasn't showing up with what they needed. Mm -hmm. I was all, I was codependent as fuck. And I was just giving what I thought they needed and setting all this like, you know, over, over giving, over delivering quote unquote, you know, love for somebody and sacrificing myself. And it came off as needy, came off as clingy. And I wasn't really being that like strong, grounded masculine presence that they wanted in their life. And mm-hmm. it didn't give them freedom to be themselves. And so it taught me a lot about my myself um, in those instances. And I'm just all about radical ownership. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I like, okay, cool. That was my part in that. Like, obviously she had hers, but I can't control that. I'm just going to work on me. And mm-hmm. that led me down the rabbit hole that I'm in still with, with you know, love coaching and healing and all those things. Um, so mm-hmm. I owe it to them. Like, I'm so grateful that it happened. Right. Because mm-hmm. it woke me up to yeah. be a better man. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of people kind of go into martyr syndrome and, or victim mentality or anything where they just mm-hmm. say, where they, they do have those insecurities. Like I had them too, but I didn't take it personal. Thank God I didn't. Um, but I did take ownership and mm-hmm. I guess it just, recognizing that I was becoming different and that I can work on myself instead of, Oh, I'm sentencing myself to I'm worthless or whatever was going through my head and shame mm-hmm. at the time. Right. Um, and I think that's really important too, for people to work through, you know, if they have been cheated on, but I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Like what advice do you have for people that have been in that situation, whether they're in a relationship now or not like to work through it? Because I mean, you and I have done our share of working through the shadow <laughs> and your, mm-hmm. your situation was definitely different than mine. What did you do? You know, well, I think that there's, cause I mean, I've had clients in all kinds of different situations when it came mm-hmm. to like infidelity and cheating. And mm-hmm. um, I think every situation is different. So I think that you have to take, there's no matter what's going on, I think that we have to take ownership for our part. And, and like what we've contributed, but there's a fine line between empowerment and ownership and self-blame, right? So like, you, I'm not going to take a route of like, this is all my fault. Like I wasn't good enough. I fucked it up. Like, yeah. yeah, like that's not, that's not what I'm saying here, but also like, because you didn't deserve that. You don't deserve that. But at the same time, like no longer giving your power away to other people's actions. How are you allowing their actions to make you feel? And you need to take ownership over that and deal with that. Um, And also like see how when you are in your truth, when you are in your power, when 
because sometimes the empowered thing is to walk away, is to tell that person like, hey, like, I don't want to be with you anymore because you're like, because they might be coming from a place where they genuinely are not valuing you. They're genuinely just completely disregarding you and don't care. Like, who knows? You know, like you have to follow that for yourself in your experience. Um, and just trust your truth and do the, and don't be afraid to do the thing that's hard. And sometimes that can be staying and working it out and like looking in the fucking mirror. And sometimes that is looking in the fucking mirror and not being with that person anymore. You know? So I think that more than anything, it is dealing with what's in your control, which is what it, what it causes to arise in you, how it makes you feel. Um, and also looking at like, logically, did you contribute to this outcome, like, or to the problem that led to that outcome? Um, and is, does it seem like that this is a person who is willing to, um, is willing to grow with you and do better? And are you willing to grow and do better? And yeah, but I, I also don't think I don't know. This isn't like a, a blanket rule, but like one and done. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if it's, you know, like I'm not perfect. I've fucked up. I've made mistakes in my relationship, but like, and I want to, like, I don't, I want to do my best and my best isn't perfect. Nobody's best is perfect. And so it's like, I think practicing self-love and self-forgiveness and then like giving that to your partner too. But also knowing when you need to rise the fuck up and then knowing when you deserve better from yourself and from another person. So, right. my well, general thought. You know, you can't um, go deep with somebody if you haven't gone deep with yourself. It's kind of a right. match, right? So the fact that you were able to work through some of that stuff and that, you know, you you did the work on you when he brought up those facts. It, like you said, it didn't you didn't even care. Because you just are at that level of forgiveness within yourself and you, you're so connected to the truth that you knew his truth. You didn't have mm -hmm. projections. You didn't let it mm -hmm. you know, see that. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And I think mm -hmm. that there was an element where I was like, man, like it didn't feel good that he didn't tell me though. Like that, that, that right. didn't feel right. good. Um, and, but I also understood why he didn't. <laughs> right. So, but there was an element of like, okay, from here on out, be fucking honest with me and I'm going to be honest with you and I'm going to take responsibility for my shit and be able to let you be honest and I expect, and I would like the same in return. Um, because again, like back then I know, like I would have been able to handle that like mm -hmm. earlier. So. It's all in perfect timing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's yeah, also on the flip side, you know, we've talked a lot about like having discernment, really. I think it's what we're, we're speaking on of should you stay, should mm -hmm. you go type of a thing. And the flip side could be said of people kind of abusing some of the advice that's given of like, oh, give them the benefit of the doubt and forgive. And it's not the right situation. You're just giving other people mm -hmm. excuses and justifying bad behavior. Um, you know, that's mm -hmm. one of my favorite quotes. I think it's like an Instagram quote that's um, unconditional love is not unconditional acceptance of bad behavior. And mm -hmm. it's, it's really true to just make sure that like you, you've been saying, get connected to the truth. Because uh, the truth will really set you free. And it's mm -hmm. getting out of your yeah. own lens. Yeah, because unconditional love. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, totally. Because unconditional love can be like, love you, but definitely never going to fucking date you again. Bye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's, so. it's love includes all, not, you know, neglect. So mm -hmm. I think a lot, there's this, there's this permeating uh, mindset around love in society today that it's like, uh, you know, I got to sacrifice myself in order to get it. Or I got to, or I got to sacrifice some of my desires for a relationship, right? It ties you down. Uh, when really the right container like elevates you mm -hmm. and sets you free. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but that's a whole other yeah. topic. <laughs> we can go down that rabbit hole. Right. But, but yeah. Right. What, so I'm, I'm 
curious though still what did your what did your post say or where can people find find your post <sighs> um well i'm all about the catchy like first line <laughs> so <laughs> Like on my Facebook, it's like my soulmate cheated on me. That's <laughs> like the first line. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like super polarizing because I'm just like, I like, you know, and maybe that's like triggering and causes there's an impact there. But like, I feel like the people in my world, like my ideal clients, so to speak, are people that they follow that activating feeling when something like, gut punches them a little bit they're like oh my god like this there's something that i need to look at here and so it it triggers like a curiosity with their trigger that they're like okay you know because there's not like i guess maybe the full-on victim mentality going on but yeah so I, I also have that on my instagram i think the instagram quote but it's a shorter version you know the character limits and all that but um mm -hmm. so yeah it's on my instagram let me see here We'll leave yeah, the you will leave your links in the show notes for everybody listening, so you guys can go check it out. Yeah, but it's it's basically the graphic because it, it's with a it's posted with a graphic, and mm -hmm. um, it says I don't take other people's actions personally. I don't give my power away. I no longer need someone else to love me, choose me, be with me, or not be with someone else in order for me to feel so worthy and to be happy. I'm responsible for the way I feel. So it's with that one. I love Thank it. Thank you. Well, yeah, this is this conversation has been amazing um and you guys go check out her stuff obviously she's dope you can tell <laughs> so uh so much wisdom shared and and you're so connected to truth and you've got such amazing self-awareness again i just want to mirror that back to you because um i think that that's what makes you a good coach what makes you a good lover what makes you a good person oh thank you yeah, yeah i really appreciate that and and that's i agree <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah Awesome. Yeah. Well, any last parting gifts of wisdom that you want to give? Um, well, there's kind of two things. One, I think that follow your truth, follow your truth. And I think when someone's really solid in their truth, they can be open to other people's truth and be able to like integrate that and, and, and have discernment and see what resonates and like what's, relevant for them because like for example when that woman was like your boyfriend's a cowardly dick and you don't love yourself <laughs> I was like <clears throat> I was able to feel that <clears throat> I didn't need to push it away I didn't need to like reject it um because I could feel that and be able to not lose myself in it because there because there's not like a part of me that's like <clears throat> do I not love myself did I make the wrong choice? Because it's like, I'm already, you know, and at times, like, whether it's with no matter what it is, like when someone has, like, whenever someone challenges us, I, and it makes us feel wobbly, that's just our job to go within and get clear on our truth and get clear on what we believe and validate ourselves. And sometimes when someone presents an, like a different perspective to us, when we feel the knee-jerk reaction to shove it away because it makes us uncomfortable or because it pisses us off or whatever, we're not really solid in our truth necessarily, I think. Um, <clears throat> and I think that it's really being solid in your truth is like you can sometimes learn from other people without it making you feel bad about yourself or whatever. Like you can actually, you're willing to hear people out. And then you can be like, wow, that was really helpful. Or wow, you know, that did point something out for me to look at. Okay, great. And But sometimes it's, I can hear that. And that just doesn't, I don't agree with that. That's not my truth. And that doesn't resonate. And I'm okay with you not liking me. I'm okay with you not getting me. I'm okay with you not understanding me because I understand me. And I don't need you to get me. And I know that the right people will always get me. You know? Amen. So, yeah. But I am really curious more about your like cheating experience, but I don't know if you want to go into that or not. I mean, we could. Yeah. I mean, I, it, for me, you know, I was a shy nerd kid that grew up, uh, you know, not talking to anybody, playing Xbox, uh, sat by myself at lunch, you know, that whole thing. I had my group of friends, but especially in middle school, things got, you know, bullying was really 
present in my life. And it wasn't until high school that I got my first girlfriend and she actually became my fiance. We dated for four years. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I was out of town one weekend at like a personal development event. So I'm like, fuck, I need to be a man. Like I'm 19, like I need to work on myself. Uh, So I'm Mm going to be there for her in this way. And she cheated on me that weekend, came back, gave me the ring. Um, I held a loaded pistol in my mouth that night and almost committed suicide. And then, uh, thank wow. God I didn't. A friend of mine gave me a book called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. It talks about masculinity. And it was the very first book I ever read about or masculine, feminine. And um, mm-hmm. it was really like just dove in, worked on myself a lot. Got into the next two relationships, cheated on me as well. And the last one, um, it was very prevalent. Like it was kind of the, the weird one that I was explaining in the in our earlier conversation where she cheated on me. And was like, hey, I have mixed feelings now. And then I was like, whoa, 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 pump brakes. I've been here. You need to like make a decision. Talk to me when you're ready. And then I went and cheated because I was needing some sense of validation because I didn't love myself. And mm-hmm. then she was like, yeah, let's make things work. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and, then, yeah, and then that was a whole thing. She found out, slammed the door in my face. You don't know what the fuck love is. And I was like, wow. All right. And. To some extent, she was right. I, I didn't, and I thought I did. Just seeing the world through codependent glasses, um, mm-hmm. and that's what kind of it. That kicked me into like a really dark place for about a year, and then, um, mm-hmm. and then you know, I was able to to really work on myself. And it's that was probably God five years ago. But you know, there were other mm-hmm. women that I dated in the time between that and when I. About two years ago, I became emotionally unavailable very consciously. Um, I just shut down everything. I was like, I'm going to work on me. Um, and there were some women in, in the time in that, three in particular, that really just helped me to open up and see myself in a different light. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of connected me with my truth in a really amazing way. And um, then, yeah, like I said, the past two years, I've been emotionally unavailable because I've just been working on myself so so much. And that was like a really conscious choice. Like a lot of people are like, oh, well, you're just scared of the growth of a relationship. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, <laughs> way to project. Like, no, I'm, I don't have space <laughs> for this right now. Uh, and I'm, thank God I, I didn't um, because mm-hmm. I was going through so much in my personal life um, and kind of unraveling some, some knots and some trauma that was really deep rooted in my nervous system that, mm-hmm. you know, I was a shitty friend to be honest. I, I've been a, a, a shitty coach to be honest um in terms of my own standards i guess mm-hmm. and um just performing less than i should or being there for for people less than i'd want to because i was dealing mm-hmm. with so much and so for those two years of me working on myself um you know coming out on the other side now i'm like wow like i'm actually in a space to hold space for a relationship and i'm like who the fuck said that <laughs> and then i'm like oh yeah okay like let's let's go so that's where i'm at now of kind of opening up that container again and i'm nowhere near the same person that i was even two months ago it's fucking insane mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and so now that's my dating history my love life <laughs> yeah i love that <laughs> that cracked me up you're like who the fuck about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah. so that's it's, amazing it's that's so exciting yeah it is an exciting place to be in because i've grown so much um, and I've, and I've, I've just evolved so much as a person. I'm fuck like you, like you were saying, like how you, you're all about self-love. Like I'm, I've said this probably more times in 2020 than ever in my life, but I'm fucking proud of myself for the work that I've done um, on it. me and just building my character and, and how I show up in the world. So, um, I'm excited to see what's next. That's so exciting. Well, I have no doubt it's going to be amazing. Of course, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, and, and you know, in that, in that whole time, especially dealing with in, infidelity, you know, three different times, um, yeah. I still haven't been in a relationship where you know somebody cheated and then we worked it out. So that's your wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. well, two willing parties, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I have clients that have done it, and I'm not, you know. Mm-hmm. saying that I'm an expert in helping people in that way by any stretch of the imagination. But I know a thing or two about forgiveness and self-love, so. 
Right. And I think, you know, that's like really what I did is like, I knew forgiveness. I knew self-love. I knew (sighs) taking like ownership over my shit. And that's just what led me to my truth, you know? So I think if you can grasp those things, you can guide people through that for sure. A hundred percent. Well, this has been an amazing combo. Thank you so much for jumping on the show. Um, Again, where can people find out more about you? What all you're doing? Um, well, you can come hang out with me online. I'm pretty active. So you'll pretty much know everything in my life. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, you'll know a lot. Um, if you just follow me on Instagram at Gianna Love and Light, and then I have a Facebook group, um, called Manifest and Keep Your Soulmate. And then I have a website called um giannalightworker.com and on the website you can um there's a free quiz where you can i have just had this like really awesome um free quiz where you can yeah just kind of see like if you're looking to call in like a soulmate relationship like what's holding you back um and that's really fun and that pops you into my email list kind of keep up with me as well um but yeah i'm really active on instagram too and instagram stories and all kinds of helpful posts pretty much every day so that's where you can find me hell yeah Mm -hmm. we all go find her give her a follow and thank you so much for tuning in to the heartbeat be sure to tag friend tag share with a friend (laughs) and put some heart into everything that you do today